Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back to Killer Fun. This is Christy. I'm Jackie. And we're so glad that you're back with us today. Hey, Jackie. What? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. So today, you're cooking your turkey or your tofurkey. No judgment either way. Oh, what? And you get a tofurkey? Uh, back up. What's that? <laughs> Do you not know what tofurkey is? Uh, no, I don't know what a it's, tofurkey it's is. It's like turkey made of tofu. No. So, <laughs> Evidently, it's pre- it's pretty decent. Okay, I like tofu. Yeah. I do like tofu, but I-, I can't imagine that as like a substitute. Like that's just yeah. addition itself. It's like a turkey substitute. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll go with that. Tofurkey. <laughs> no judgment. As Not a Duncan. <laughs> no. How about a Duncan? Ooh. Mm. I've never had one. Are they good? Um, it's Are weird. You... Is it weird? It is a little weird. It seems like it'd be kind of greasy. Very. It's kind of greasy. And I love duck. Uh-huh. I think duck is delightful because it's so easy to cook and you can't screw it up. But I didn't know that. it's always a little greasy. Yeah. It's got a gamey feel to it. But yeah. you know. They're wild animals. It's you a know, wild it's, animal. It's not like a chicken or a turkey. I had a friend who raised turkeys. <laughs> Uh, when she was in high school for like 4-H. And she said they were so dumb that when it rained, they had to go chase them into their little pen under a under a roof. Or they'd run out in the rain and look up and drown themselves. <laughs> <laughs> because they didn't know what rain was. Because Is this why I always feel dumber after Thanksgiving? Like when I'm... <laughs> Full, full of turkey and, and like, oh. I think that has a different biological reason. But it does. Sure, you can blame it on the turkey I'll if do you that. want. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I guess wild turkeys are smarter. Well, I would hope so. Uh, well, you know what my dad's nickname for me growing up, though? Turkey buzzard. Yeah, he called me a turkey buzzard. Just, I don't the, know. You don't know? That was just. That was just a thing he said. But, you know, there were stories. Like, I I knew of stories where people had gone out to hunt and had gotten a buzzard instead of a turkey and cooked it, and they were very, very ill. Oh. You know, and I thought thought later, that's not as much of a... It does. I didn't know that. I mean, I know they're like garbage disposals. Yeah, don't eat a buzzard. That's not okay. Yeah. And And I didn't know the difference? Well, I guess in the wild, you know, everything's kind of gray and muggy outside. It'd be easy to... But... You'd think by the time they start, you know, defeathering this thing, they'd figure that out. But apparently they didn't. And so I realized later on that this was not an endearing term, but it was <laughs> nevertheless endearing. <laughs> he meant it in an, in an endearing manner. Yes, I and think so. so it was yeah. endearing. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. All right. So we're going to play some logic puzzles in a few minutes. I'm excited but first, about this. I have... I found this article a while back, and I've been looking for an excuse to talk about it because it's really interesting. <laughs> the Secret Service, like the FBI, has a ink documentation service. 
Sort of like in like a library of different inks, like a DNA database. Yes, yes, like a DNA database of ink, wow. like in pens and printers and all different kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah, this so is so that, catch me if you can. Yes, exactly. I thought it was just it never occurred to me that you might need to be able to identify the ink. To be able to tell, like, you can tell what part of the country they're from, what part of the world they're from. Wow. Because they have this repository of all these different types of ink to test against. That's so interesting. I'm like, fascinating. So they have more than 11,000 different specifying inks. 11,000? 11,400 plus. Boy. Yeah. So they get, like submissions from manufacturers every year so if you know bic or papermate or whomever is manufacturing the the pens they submit different ink samples to the fbi on a yearly basis do they have to do this well i don't know i mean like is this kind of like a fda situation where in order to do this, you need to register it? My article didn't specify. Well, that's very interesting. Okay. But I guess they do it. Well, I guess they would volunteer it. I, I mean, it, why, why, wouldn't, why wouldn't they volunteer it? It's not like Bic's going to be implicated in a murder because, <laughs> <laughs> because their pen was used to write the ransom note. <laughs> I don't. I think like no skin off their nose, you know. Right. They're they're, be, they're doing a nice for the federal government. I, well, I hope that's what it is. <laughs> I hope so. Too. I hope so. Yeah. So if you are gonna falsify a document, so for example, the article mentions a stock worksheet after the fact. If you want to add some additional information to cover up insider trading, you darn well better use the exact same pen that was used originally because they're going to catch you. The ink would be different. The ink would be different. Even if it's the same color, the ink would be different because black isn't just black. Well, now that I, that is true. Yeah. Because my youngest son is very obsessed with these new formulas of true black. Okay. I mean, to the degrees, like tenths, of a degree difference, he can tell you which one is the actual closest to true black and which one is most popular, but not actually closest. Really? By tenths of a degree. Wow. Or tenths of a point. Uh-huh. Or I don't even know what mechanism of measurement, but nevertheless, it's not really true black. So he right. is very interested in this That's whole really cool. situation. Has he done the science experiment where you take the inks and you... I, you put alcohol or something on him, and it separates all the colors out. So he has not, but oh. but like a true kid, he's watched it on YouTube. Oh well, yeah. So he doesn't really need to do it himself. That's the thing about YouTube, <laughs> and you know what? I'm so grateful because you know what I hate? <laughs> so I hate messes. <laughs> I'm not that mom. I'm not crafty. Like uh-huh. I was never like, oh yes, let's pour out sugar and write words in them and uh-huh. like all of these things. I'm not good at that. Yeah. And so the fact that they can go watch these experiments online and at such a young age and then they can do them in a lab at school, just, ah, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Well, yeah. you know, some people would say that's lazy but nah, nah. but you know what he still learned and he could still tell you which is true black so exactly. it works exactly 
All right. And you know, it's, he's going to do more research and find more and more information that's talking about how true black, so he could do it now and next week he could change. Truth. So it wouldn't matter. Yeah. 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 Still fun to do. I'm sure. I I will one day have to do that for him because he would enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. When you have the margin in your life to be able to, to do that when you're no longer in your statistics class. There you go. Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe so. But there are different colors of black. So mm-hmm. what does the database tell us about um, that? Well, it can help identify like where the ink came from. So Bic or Papermate might use different formulas to create their black. So that's one of the ways that they're able to tell, oh, this is this fancy brand of ink as opposed to a drugstore brand of ink is by what colors they're using because each company has a different signature. Isn't that interesting? Uh I wonder what would cause them to choose a formula. I'm, I'm sure... What is their goal? Is it to be economical? Is it to achieve true black? Is it to achieve a smoother writing experience? Or, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of reasons, a lot of things that go into it. Now I'm curious to know, I mean, obviously the mainstream pens got to sell more, but, you know, I'm curious to know what people really want to see on a page. Well, Do right now really? I want to see purple because yeah. I'm using a purple pen yeah. today. Like, I wonder if people care if it's really true black mm. or whether they would actually prefer it to be a little more charcoal. Oh, I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of internal research. Like some focus kind of groups. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure they have focus groups or they have like testing or, and I'm sure they have economic models. Well, we could go with this that's black. That's really super black and this that's really smooth. But if we do a little bit less black, it's a little less expensive. You save this many pennies here that way. Yeah. So the Library of Ink used to be a part of the uh, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms until the Secret Service took it over. They, like, it used to be a part of that and then... The Secret Service took this in instead. Now that's and it's been around. They've got samples dating back to the 1920s. So they can tell like when things are had been available. Like they, they document when each type of ink became first available to the public. So that's so cool. Yeah. So they can determine things like if somebody's selling a baseball that they said was signed by Babe Ruth. They can determine whether the ink was even available at the time when Babe Ruth was putting signatures on baseballs. That makes sense because a comparative analysis would be a lot quicker than trying to, you know, actually analyze the molecules and see how much is degraded and try to work backwards. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So cool. Yeah. I thought it was really neat and they're working on trying to find like a a drying scale so that they can tell even if they use the same pen, if some ink is newer and some ink is older. So So that's not a thing yet. That is not a thing that they're able to reliably determine yet. Interesting because crime shows have definitely used this to say this ink is newer and this ink is older. Mm -hmm. It's more dry you know, well, I mean, it might depend on like if it was just written, 
they could probably tell that, but they wouldn't be able to tell if it was added three years ago or four years ago. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. So they're working on that. And I thought that was really cool. So that kind of got me thinking about like crime solving and reasoning. Mm -hmm. So there's two types of reasoning that are typically used in forensic science, and that's inductive reasoning and deductive reasoning. I'm right. sure you're pretty familiar with these. So I wasn't really like super sure what which one was which and what they really meant. Like you kind of have an intuitive yes. <laughs> idea of what inductive and deductive reasoning is. Right. Uh, yeah. Intuitive. intuitive. <laughs> yes. Or you are deducing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, you know, we, Sherlock Holmes uses this. This is very, that's probably the most famous, like, entertainment example that people who don't watch a lot of crime shows might also be familiar with is, you know, you've got Sherlock Holmes and he uses his deductive reasoning right. to solve the crimes. And, you know, he's not always right. He might say, oh, well, Watson, you're, you're dry. You must have spent the day this rainy day at your club. Right. Well, okay. Because he knows something about Watson, maybe that's true. He can deduce that, but he may have spent his day indoors somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Right. There's so, a large margin of a potential error. Yeah. Yes. With that. Exactly. So theoretically in forensic science, you want to follow sort of a scientific method. So the scientific method is to run down and remind anybody who doesn't remember it from their elementary school or high school or college, if you were nerdy years, (laughs) um, is you observe, you question, you research, form a hypothesis, experiment, test your hypothesis, and draw conclusions. I'm familiar with this because we're in the midst of a science project with my fifth oh, grader. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> what is the project? Well, we're we're just starting it. We haven't actually started started. We've like started our research and started the process of that you have to follow for the paper and all that right. stuff. But evidently some fruit causes gelatin to not set up. Oh, interesting. Yeah, which I didn't know. And evidently her teacher didn't know because her teacher was all, they're all going to set up fine. And she was like, well, it's a science fair project. Won't I learn that? Thank you. (laughs) You know, and actually it's very interesting. You've touched upon a big issue in the scientific world Uh is non-significant results. There is a pressure to publish results that are significant. Oh, yeah. Right? That show something. Whereas publishing something that shows that nothing has occurred is looked down upon. And in fact, so people don't publish them. But actually knowing what doesn't happen is just as informative as knowing what does. Amen, sister. um, And so in the academic world, so many professors, their entire livelihoods, their tenure, their career and reputation is staked on doing research that produces significant results. And it's created a big hassle and a big kind of field of what's called p-hacking and all of these Ooh. things where, where you kind of hack the results to make sure you report what's significant and you kind of hold back what isn't. But that actually gives a very false impression of what's Ooh. going on. Um, and it can happen, you know, in the data or just in the reporting of the data. It can happen. So anyways, it's a very interesting thing mm. because like the teacher, initially she's thinking she wants to see a significant result. Right. 
But I'm like non-significant. Well, especially in a fifth grade science fair project. Let her do it. Yeah. I mean, okay. So I read this and then I tested it and it didn't happen for me. That's important to know. Yeah. Well, and who cares? Right. It doesn't matter. It's a fifth grade science fair project. Her grade doesn't rest on whether it worked or not. Thank you. It rests on going through the process and writing the report. Yeah. Those are the important things. Right. It's the act of doing it and Mm -hmm. understanding how to do it in such a way that when you do it again, you're going to, you may get a different result and you understand how to recognize it. Well, and in her case, whatever she read that indicated it, if it doesn't work for her, what it means is there's something different about what she read. They... Right. Didn't have the right reason for why it didn't set up. Right. They're blaming fruit and maybe it was something else. Right. Right. So it gives you more knowledge. So. Right. More power to work. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I'm pretty sure it's going to work. I'm pretty sure it's going to work the way it says it's going to work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) I'm I'm a little meanly looking forward to proving her teacher wrong. (laughs) There's like a little bit of me that's going to be like, (laughs) That's not very nice or Christian of me for my daughter going to the Christian school, (laughs) testing the scientific method. (laughs) Well, she made it personal. So, you know, (laughs) exactly. Whatever. (laughs) So there's different ways to have a science methodology for solving a crime or investigating a crime. Not necessarily solving it, just investigating it. When you're reconstructing the events, not all scientific scientists agree on how the scientific method should be applied. Interesting. Yeah, that they say an investigation shouldn't begin with a hypothesis, which I'm inclined to agree, but rather with gathering data. Right. So there's... This article, and they talk about, like, deductive reasoning. Well, let's talk about what deductive and inductive are first. So deductive applies a broad principle and then follow, narrows it down to get to a more specific answer. So you're the broad principle of human genetics would deduce down to DNA. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then... Inductive reason is the counterpart of that, where you find specific pieces of information and then you find broader conclusions. So it's like a funnel going down for deductive and a funnel getting larger for inductive. Right. So evolution, good example of a theory that comes from inductive because looking at very specific things that were occurring and then starting to broaden that idea. Right. Mm -hmm. And looking at that from a forensic sense, you might use inductive reasoning to find where a house fire started by looking at... You would use deductive reasoning. Yeah, you'd find like... You would use inductive reasoning to find it because you would find like the biggest or the most burned spot... And then did induct where it went from there. Okay. You know, or a blood splatter, which Mm -hmm. is science that's sort of iffy at the moment, I guess. Oh, interesting. So there's something rocking the world in the blood splatter? I, I think so. I think they're finding that it's not as much of a science 
as they thought it was. It's a tool, but not as conclusive as they once hoped. So Dexter would be out of a job. (laughs) (laughs) So it was interesting that they talked about inductive and deductive. So if with deductive, you might arrive at the scene with some theories already about what's happening and have a hypothesis and then you observe and then you would confirm your hypothesis after you've arrested somebody. Right. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So Mm -hmm. with inductive, you start with the crime scene data, then you form your hypothesis and do empirical analysis and theories and you go around and round with theories and hypothesis and empirical analysis until you get somewhere right okay so i thought that was kind of interesting yeah yeah it is it's logic you know that's uh it feels like it should be very second nature but sometimes you can get really stuck in a logic whirlwind well yes and you're well this logically is what happened well humans aren't necessarily logical people not all the time no it's not a lot of the time yeah we get stuck in these logic circles well and we want everything to be logical they killed this person for this reason they were abused they were neglected they were wronged in some mm-hmm. way sometimes people kill people because they're awful people oh, right yeah we kind of we kind of take logic and we want it to be linear uh, thank you you know and so we don't want to have circular logic logic that informs itself because that doesn't work right but it's not quite a linear thing either so yeah it's a little hard yeah there's an art to it dare i say that there's a bit of an art mm-hmm. <laughs> that i would i would agree that's really all i have as far as like articles this week. Yeah. So, well, you know, I didn't have any specific examples of logic and stuff, but I thought let's do something like logic. It's a good setup. It's a mind primer because yes. we've got these logic things in yes. front of us. That okay. We're so we actually have two. Yay. I found us an easy one. We're going to start with a Thanksgiving dinner. Yay. So we're going to figure out who ate what and how old they are. Okay. 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 So that'll be fun. And then we have a murder one, which I do. I don't have the specific answer for the Thanksgiving dinner one because it is indeed meant for elementary school age. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So I think we can figure it out. I have faith in us. Okay. You seem less sure. I'm I'm pretty sure. My son got in the car, actually, this week, and we did logic puzzles today. He was so excited. Uh Uh-huh. He loves logic puzzles. The first one he got right off, and and he was the only one, and he just got it right off, and he was so excited about that. And the second one was a bit more of a stumper, because it was logic, but it was almost math. Okay. And um, so it was a little bit, you know, a little harder. Do you want to hear it? Oh, sure. A turtle needs to go up a hill. That's 12 feet. Okay. For every attempt, he makes it up four feet Mm -hmm. and slides down three feet. Okay. How many attempts does it take to get to the top? Okay. I don't know, but I'm going to work it out. You're going to work it out. See, there's ways you can do this. You can draw it. Uh-huh. Like what you're doing, you're kind of drawing it out uh-huh. and seeing it. You can mathematically understand what yeah. the yield of each attempt was. 
But there's a bit of a logic at the end here. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell me because I'm not going to work. Well, out. because each each attempt is one. Right. You make so it one be like foot. eleven. Right. You would think so, except that on the last attempt, he goes up forward. If you make it to the top, oh, why do you? So it's you like just, eight. You make it to the top. You don't have to slide down. So uh, it's eight. Oh. So a little mathy, a little logicy. Yeah. It was interesting. Oh, cool. Well, none of these are mathy. Oh, well, God. I don't think. There's some time involved in the second one. Okay. But we'll figure it out. It'll be fine. All right. It's not a big deal. So, all right. So we have a Thanksgiving dinner logic grid. Four boys are waiting for the Thanksgiving dinner. Find out which food they like and are expecting to eat. Okay. All right. Four boys. Yep. Four boys. We have Larry, Nicholas, Philip, and Thomas. Okay. We have to figure out how old they are. They are nine, eight, nine, ten, and eleven years old. And the food they like is ham, mashed potatoes, pumpkin pie, and turkey. I can get on board with all of those. Me too. Absolutely. I like all of those. See, it's interesting because ham is actually our oh, our really? Thanksgiving thing. Mm. Is that is like a honey baked ham. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And do you oh oh wait, do you eat your ham hot or cold? Both. Okay. I'm a cold. Okay. I do cold. Okay. My husband does hot, which is okay. very disturbing. I don't understand that. <laughs> You're disturbed by it. I don't understand. I grew ham. up always eating cold, cold ham. And so when oh. he was like, why is this cold? And I was like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what do you mean? Why is it cold? <laughs> That's the way it is. Yeah. Welcome to ham. I don't understand. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know. But yeah, mm-hmm. oh, that's interesting. So we used to buy it from the honey baked ham store, right? Uh-huh. And then and then we started actually making it, and so now I kind of make a like a Jack Daniels <gasps> sauce, yeah. right? A honey Jack uh-huh. kind of sauce on it, and it's absolutely delicious. Ooh. And uh, yeah, so how do you solve the cold ham, hot ham dilemma? So I have to pull off ham for him onto a plate, uh-huh. and then he can stick it in the microwave. Oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I was just trying to figure out, does she pull hers off and leave it in the fridge? So the kids like it the way you do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do they vary? They have had years where they've wanted it heated up, but generally, you know, it's cold. It's cold. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fine. They had some one less thing to go in the oven, right? Right. I think my mom wanted to do a ham this year Mm. and she made the mistake of asking me if I wanted ham or turkey instead of telling me we were having ham. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she should have just told me we're having ham. Oh, yeah. And I would have been fine with that. But she asked me and I'm like, but I really like the turkey. <laughs> I've ended up cooking a lot of turkeys. Even uh-huh. I don't eat the turkey. You when I, do you not eat turkey at all? I don't. I like a turkey leg. The rest of it, give or take, I, you know, whatever. Really? I, but I like a good turkey leg. But, you know, I would go home every once in a while. We go back to Atlanta and we do the, the big Thanksgiving. And I had kind of gotten stuck with the turkey i say that but you know it was actually a delight to to make and i've got a little recipe and i i do and it involves jalapenos because Ooh. well we're from san antonio so yeah you know uh-huh we're gonna put some jalapenos in that and so my biggest my biggest like victory was one year where there was a little bit of a a misunderstanding and tension about the turkey situation okay and i had planned to cook this giant turkey and they went out and bought one from like <gasps> bojangles right bojangles yeah I don't know. Bojangles. Well, it's just a, it's a place. It's like a Bill Miller's okay. kind okay. of situation. Okay. And so, so they had like bought a- like these turkeys and I was like, I am over here cooking like an 18 pound cookie turkey. <laughs> I have like, 
It's just ridiculous. And they're going to go out and buy a turkey. And, oh, I was just determined. Oh, I bet you were mad. I was determined. Mm-hmm. And I want you to know they ate all of my turkey. Because uh-huh. my turkey was delicious. Uh-huh. Yep. It was perfectly spiced. I put the salsa out. They were like, ooh, this is very interesting. You know, a few tortillas. You know, we basically made a Thanksgiving taco. Yes, that sounds awesome. awesome. Turkey taco. Turkey taco, man. Heck yeah. It was so good. We had, you know, anyway. Mm. So it was mm. worth it. Excellent. All right. Well, I don't think they're going to put any jalapeno on the turkey for the 8 to 11-year-olds. Yeah, well. But they'd be missing out. They'd be missing out. All right. So Larry is looking forward to eating turkey. Okay. So probably Larry wants the turkey. But the boy who likes pumpkin pie... Is, is one year? Oh, go ahead. Is one year younger than Philip? Okay, so it's so not Philip is not the youngest. Is not the youngest, right? Mm-hmm. So and we, he's not the one who likes pumpkin pie. Oh, right? right, right. Excellent. All right. So Thomas is younger than the boy who loves turkey. So Thomas doesn't like turkey. So Thomas doesn't like turkey. The boy who does like turkey is not the youngest. Right, that's correct. All right, and then the boy who likes ham is two years older than Philip. So we know Philip's not the youngest. And we know that Thomas isn't the youngest. And we know Thomas isn't the youngest. But, oh, no, okay, no, no, no. so if somebody. That. We don't know oh, We that. don't know that? Okay. We don't know that. What am I saying? Okay. Because it says Thomas is younger than the boy, so he could be the youngest. Okay. We don't know. We don't know. All right, so Philip. Okay, the boy who likes ham is two years older than Philip. So we know Philip's not the youngest because someone is younger than him. And we also know that somebody has to be able to be two years older than Philip. So we know Philip is nine. We know Philip is nine? We know Philip is nine because we know Philip's not the youngest. The boy who likes pumpkin pie is one year younger than Philip. Okay. Okay. And we know that the boy who likes ham is two years older than Philip. So Philip can't be the youngest because someone's younger than him and somebody has to be two years older. So he has to be nine. He has to be nine. Philip is nine. So Philip is nine. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. We also know that Philip does not like the pumpkin pie. He's not the one with the pumpkin pie. Right. Or the turkey because Larry likes the turkey. Hmm. Okay. Well, so that leaves, that that really leaves, hold on. Well, tur- Larry likes the turkey, right? Mm-hmm. Larry so Thomas likes- is younger than the boy who let loves turkey. So Thomas is younger than Larry. Right. So, t- yes, Thomas is younger than Larry. So that means... I'm not really sure what it means, but I just... I we're get, it, we're it's getting there. true. Yep. Right. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's why we work through it all. Yep. All right. So we know Larry likes turkey... And we know Philip is nine. Okay. So the boy who likes ham is two years older than Philip. Uh-huh. So Philip is nine. Okay. So, so we somebody's know. 11, right? The boy yeah. who likes ham is 11. It's 11. Yes. So we, we know that. Yes. We just don't know who the 11-year-old boy is. We just don't know who it is. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. They give us enough information here, I'm sure. I, they have to. All right. So very, the kid uh, who's eight likes either mashed potatoes or pumpkin pie. Yeah, let me fill in all my X's. Yeah. Because you that helps, tend to... Because you got your little, like... Yeah. Yeah, you can, you kind of go one way, and you realize, oh, if I put all the X's in, it really helps solve it. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so Philip likes either ham or mashed potatoes. And the boy who likes pumpkin pie is one year younger than Philip. So we know, oh, we already knew Philip didn't like pumpkin pie. Right. Well, but we also kind of know that he doesn't like ham because the one that likes ham is 11. Yes. So that means he's not nine. Right. So, so that means Philip, Philip likes, likes mashed, mashed potatoes. potatoes. Okay. So, which also means that we know that Philip is nine. Philip likes mashed potatoes. So we can fill in that box down there right. where it says yes. nine years in mashed potatoes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're getting, we're getting close. So Nicholas or Thomas like pumpkin pie. Okay, well, we well, know Thomas well, can't we be know the that, oldest. We know that Philip is nine, right? So the boy who likes pumpkin pie is one year younger. He's eight. Oh, yes. Right, yes. so that means pumpkin pie eater is eight. Is eight years old. Okay. Ham is two years older than Philip, so that's 11 years old. Mm-hmm. We just don't know who that is yet. Right. So it's either Nicholas or Thomas, but Thomas has to be... He's younger than the boy that likes turkey. So he can't be the oldest. So that so means he, it's got to be Nicholas. Yes. Nicholas is 11. Yes. And he likes pumpkin pie. No. Hmm. Okay. The boy who likes pumpkin pie is one year younger than Philip. And we know Philip's nine. So Thomas has to like pumpkin pie. Right? Oh, I had it. I just lost it. <laughs> we, we determined that Nicholas is 11 because the one who, the boy who likes ham uh-huh. Is two years older than Philip. So he has to be 11. Right. Right. And we know that Thomas is younger than someone, so he can't be the oldest, which makes Nicholas the oldest and likes ham. Yes. I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Nicholas likes ham and is 11. Mm-hmm. Philip likes mashed potatoes and is nine. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so if Philip or if Nicholas likes ham, then Thomas must like pumpkin pie. That's correct. Uh-huh. He's pumpkin pie. And he's also eight because we know the person who likes pumpkin pie mm-hmm. is a year younger is than Philip. Philip. Mm-hmm. And so he must be eight. Which means Larry is ten and he likes mm-hmm. turkey. All right. I think we got it. I think we got it. That all makes sense. All right. See, there we go. Our little primer. Yeah, a little we primer. Fi- we we figured thought about out it from four clues. We figured out the ages and food preferences of four boys. That's right. Yes, we did. We were able to. We were able to put that together. Yeah, that's pretty fun. That is pretty fun. Yeah, so, and Nicholas likes. I'm filling in my little. Okay, you're filling in block your, because uh-huh. I want to make sure that it all kind of comes out in the mm-hmm. descriptives here. Sure. All right. So Philip is mashed potatoes, and he is nine. And then Thomas, you're the pumpkin pie, mm-hmm. and you are eight. And it all works uh-huh. out. And it all works out. Four How clues. fun. There we go. That's mm-hmm. pretty fun. All right. This one. Fun. This one's going to be a little harder. Oh, gosh. So okay. murder at the Brain Teaser Mansion. I do have the solution for oh, this one. So. Thank goodness. <laughs> and I was very careful to like put my hand in front of it when I pulled it up on the screen and then printed it out and folded it in half right away (laughs) so that I wouldn't see it and be surprised. Yeah. All right. Shall we read through it once? All right. Go for it. Read it. Yeah. Okay. So there's people, times, motives, and evidence. Okay. All right. So there are five guests, Mr. Rose, Miss Tulip, Sir Daisy, 
Lord Pansy, and Miss Lily. How incredible that all five guests would be named after flowers. Amazing. <laughs> what a coinky dink. <laughs> <laughs> They were all invited to an exclusive party at Brain Teaser Mansion. However, during the long, dark night, the owner of the spectacular mansion, Mr. Death, was found dead in his office. The trouble is, every member of the party went into his office, each at a different time, with a different weapon, motive, and clue that incriminated them. From the statements below, can you work out who killed whom? Okay. Mm -hmm. Mr. Rose's statement. I didn't do it. I never left a footprint because a woman did. I entered the room before the person who took in the poison. I must say, though, she was in there for a quarter of an hour before someone else went in. So we know. Okay. Before we move on, we know that the person who left a footprint is a a woman. So it has to be. So the footprint can't be Mr. Rose or Sir Daisy or Lord Pansy. Okay. I entered the room before the person who took in the poison. I must say she was in there for a quarter of an hour before someone else went so in. we also so know that the poison was a woman. So it was not a man. Yes. So we're going to mark Ooh, out. Following, it, following in tropes that we've found previously in our podcast is not true that women are poisoners i know even though it's really actually 50 50 (laughs) all right would you like to read miss tulip's statement miss tulip's statement okay i admit it i took in the revolver even though my motive wasn't revenge a man entered the room after me and his motive was either rage or blackmail okay so so she has the revolver and we can go ahead and mark that down right Okay, so her motive, she says, was not revenge. So we know a man was rage rage or or blackmail. blackmail. So we know that we can... So uh, women were not rage or blackmail. Mm -hmm. All right, Sir Daisy. All I know is that I did leave a fingerprint, but that doesn't explain why Miss Lily lost a hair, does it? Oh, yes, the person who entered 70 minutes before me took in a lead pole. Okay, so we know Sir Daisy didn't take in a lead pole. And we know know that he did leave a fingerprint. Yes, that he did leave a fingerprint. We also know that a a woman lost a hair, so we can say Um, that... Okay, Uh, Miss Lily lost a hair. So Miss Mm -hmm. Lily, her evidence against her was a hair. Right. Seems like they're giving us a lot of information to start with. You know what? It's a pretty big grid. It is a big grid. So I'm not really sure yet. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Yet. It's like Sudoku, though. It, it is. I kind of like Sudoku. Uh huh. Yes, because it's logic, not math. It kind of is. It's yeah. just logic. Yeah. It's numbers. Yes. Which I need to work on always. Nah, man. There's why there's computers and stuff. <laughs> and phones. <laughs> and phones. And regression models. And Thank you. <laughs> there you go. All right. Lord Pansy's statement. I entered after a woman who did not take in a rope because the last person to visit him did. I was in there for more than 35 minutes confronting Mr. Death with my motive, which, may I say, wasn't greed or blackmail. Okay. So, Lord Pansy. (laughs) Lord Pansy. (laughs) I mean, I really tried to keep a straight face about it, but it's really kind of funny. He entered after a woman who did not take in a rope. Well... 
Okay. But maybe the other woman did. Right. So it doesn't so we, really give us as much information. It does not. But see, we're starting to see that this time thing is coming into play. Yes. That one I can't compute so fast. Well, well, yeah. we'll have to go through we'll, that again. We'll get there. So Miss Lily's statement. Yes, you caught me. My motive was jealousy. Okay. Pause. <laughs> Let me mark that down. But it wasn't as bad as that man's blackmail motive, who entered five minutes past nine. I entered before another man who left the incriminating clue of the blood drop. Okay. So we know that no woman lost a blood drop. Right. So the person who entered the room. Okay, Miss Tulip. Okay, see, I marked all the exes Mm -hmm. because we know that Miss Tulip told us that it, she didn't do it. Oh, no. Miss Lily told us she was jealous, and right. that was her motive. So that means Miss Tulip didn't. So that means Miss Tulip did it for greed. Right, right, because uh-huh. that's all that's left. Right. That's, that's good. That helps us. We're, it I does. Feel like, I feel like the time is going to be the issue. The grid is very helpful, oh, I It really is. All right, and Miss Tulip left the footprint, too. Because we know that Miss Lily lost a hair. But what about the note? We don't know anything about the note. We don't know anything about the note yet. So we can't say that Miss Tulip lost a footprint because... Well, yeah, we can. How? Because... How do we rule we, out because the note? We, okay. No, we didn't rule out the note. We ruled out everybody else for a footprint. Because the oh, footprint see, had I, to be I'm a woman. Yeah. Yep. And so that rules out the note. <laughs> yes. So that rules out the note. It really is just Sudoku. It really is, right? I'm liking it. Uh-huh. Okay. So note to anyone doing these, these grids, you fill out every block. Yes, every block. As soon as you figure out who is doing something or who has done something. Mark it. You mark it right away. So this last thing says the person who entered the room at half past 10 uh-huh. is the real killer. So the okay. real killer was at 1030. Okay. Right? Yes. Real t- real killer, 1030. Okay. You would think that the people who went in there after him, after 1030 would have like noticed he was dead. You would think, but... You'd be like, you know, well, they went in there at 1030. Mr. Death, I don't know. I mean, can he... Is he like a zombie? Like, could he have tricked them? I don't know. Maybe, Maybe that's what makes it complicated to find out who killed him. Because he's, because he's Mr. Death. Really dead. <laughs> It's hard to tell when you're wearing that cloak and carrying the scepter. Yeah. So he was kind of like dead leaning on the scepters. They couldn't really tell he was dead. Right. And you know, the fact that he was unresponsive and Uh ignored them really just wasn't a big deal. (laughs) It wasn't unusual behavior. All right. I'm finding the time difference between everybody. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, because there is. There's a there's a lot of that going on. There is, and I hadn't worked on that bit yet. Well, 9.05 to 10.30 is 25 minutes. What? 9.05. Oh, no. 9.05 to 10.30. I was... Re- Hour and 25, right? Because to 10.05. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the one that's And then 10.30. <laughs> All right. But you see it in my head. I am looking at a clock. Don't you see that clock in the air? It's just that's sitting there. Floating it's right floating, there. and then I'm I'm tracing it's, it. I like your taste in clocks. That oh, clock's thank very Dolly esque. Oh, thank you. They're a little melty, but still a tells little. the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. you know. <laughs> okay, an hour and twenty five minutes is eighty five minutes. I think that's probably what we need to know. And then 10.30 to 10.45 is 15 minutes. And I know for a fact somebody (laughs) said something about that. 
a quarter of an hour. Somebody, yes, Mr. Rose. Uh huh. He mentioned she was in there for a quarter of an hour before somebody else went in. So Mr. Okay. Rose saw he didn't go in at ten thirty. I don't know, uh, but he oh, saw only that. A, but a woman went in. Okay, so he saw she before somebody else. So it was Mr. Rose saw the fifteen minute increment. Right. Okay, so it, so he couldn't have been in there at ten thirty or ten forty five, right? But, and it was a woman who was in there for fifteen minutes. Right. So it, so we know that it a woman not. is a murderer. We know the murderer is a woman because it has to be a woman that went in there at ten thirty because that's the only one that was a fifteen minute interval. Yeah. Whoa. Right. 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 Yes. Okay. But that is that is the only quarter of an hour we have here, right? Yes, it's the only because one. Because ten forty five to eleven twenty five is what forty minutes. Forty minutes, and then eleven twenty five to eleven fifty five is, is half an hour. Yes, but the person at nine oh five to ten thirty, whoever went in at nine oh five, could have killed them and left, and then somebody else could have gone in. But the person who entered the room at half past ten is the real killer. Entered at half past ten. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so whoever entered at 10.30, it has to be the killer. I mean, whoever right. was there for 15 minutes. Right. And it, we know that it was a woman. Yes. So we know it's a woman. We know it's a woman. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's read through the statements again. Mr. Rose, I didn't do it. He's correct. I never left a footprint because a woman did. So we also know he didn't leave a fingerprint. Right. So he either left a note or blood. Mm-hmm. I entered the room before the person who took poison in. So he... So he can't be the last. He can't be the person. Mr. Rose can't be the last person. Nope, he can't. Because he saw other people. Right. Because he went in before somebody else. But he also didn't see a 30-minute time interval. He saw a 15-minute. So he went in at 9.05. He didn't say anything. I don't know that we can deduce that Okay. Yet. Okay. Yeah. I don't know that we can quite okay. induce that yet. Put a pen in that. It's uh-huh. a hypothesis. It, it is. It is. We're following the scientific method. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm looking for more time. Okay. The person who entered 70 minutes before me. So we don't have a. So we Which have. One, who made that statement? Uh, Sir Daisy. Okay. The person who entered 70 minutes before okay, me. Okay. So that means we need to find a, uh, a larger time interval. Okay, so it would so, be ten forty-five. Yes, I think it would have to be right because that's the only seventy. That's the only time interval. That's seventy minutes. Yeah. So here, ten forty-five took in the lead pole. Okay. Yes. That we know. So Lord Pansy. Okay. I was in there for more than thirty-five minutes confronting Mister Death. Okay. So that would be forty minutes. Or 85, or 85 minutes. minutes. But we know that Lord Pansy was definitely, we've already ruled him out for 1030, but it also means we can rule him out for 1155, correct? Yes. Well, And for 1125. And, okay, so more than 35 minutes. Okay, mm-hmm. so 1045 to 1125 was a 40 minute. Right. So it could either be, he could have been in there for more than... 35 minutes okay. from 9.05 to 10.30. He could have just... Right. He could have or, been in there. Or he could have been in there for at 10.45. But Lord Pansy couldn't have been in there from 11.25 to 11.55. Uh, 
Mm-mm. And or, somebody went in after him. I was in there for 35 minutes confronting Mr. Death with my motive. Okay, so oh, he was confronting Mr. Death. So I think he went in at 9.05 because he was confronting Mr. Death, and we know Mr. Death died at 10.30. Yes, but he also entered after a woman. Oh, shoot. So he entered after somebody. So he was in there railing at a dead guy. Yeah, pretty much. He's just like in there hollering. Uh, yeah, hollering, hollering. <laughs> just, you know. And I don't, don't know. Don't you have anything to say to me, Mr. Death? No, right? well, Nothing. then I'm leaving. I'm gone then. What a terrible, like, I mean, horrible. dinner party. The, what an awful party. He stays in his, in his like, den the whole time. Who accepts and an invitation people, like this? I don't know. I don't know. So he was in there for more than 40 minutes. Then he no, either 35 has, minutes. I mean, more than 35 minutes. So we know it has to be 9.05 or 10.45. However, we also know that he entered after someone, which couldn't have been 9.05. So he entered at 10.45. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. So we know that Lord Pansy entered at 10.45. Yes. He also says, I entered after a woman. Right. Which we've already oh, okay. we've already kind of deduced that. Well, yes, we know that it's a woman. Yes, it was a woman at ten thirty. Right. Oh, here. <laughs> what? Oh, that man who entered at five minutes past nine. Oh, okay, wow. okay. Well, and we know it wasn't Lord Pansy. So, and we know it's not a woman. Uh huh. <laughs> because so, he just said it. Yep. It's not Miss Lily or Miss Tulip. So whoever, it's either Mr. Rose or Sir Daisy who right. went in at 9.05. Right. So Mr. Rose, I think he must have been first because he says, I entered the room before a person, whereas, and then Sir Daisy, um, the person who entered before me. Okay. So he couldn't have been first if people. Right. So, so it has to be Mr. Rose who went in mm-hmm. first. Agreed. Okay. I labeled okay. my 10.30 die. <laughs> die. That's the die time. That's the die time. I had to keep that straight in my head and I'm keep on looking at it like that is so morbid. <laughs> die, ten thirty, die. <laughs> Alright. So Miss Tulip, I admit it, I took in the revolver, even though my motive wasn't revenge. A man entered the room after me and his motive. Okay, so she didn't go in last. We know that because somebody had to go in after her. Wait, 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 where? Wait, wait. Miss Tulip. Oh, Miss Tulip. A man entered the room after me. She either went in at 10.30 or 10.25. 10.30 or 11.25? Uh, yes, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So she couldn't have gone in at 11.55. Right. Oh, and we also, by the way, know that Mr. Rose left the blood. Oh, we do? I'm, I'm pretty sure. Oh, we do? How do we know that? I think so. I'm, I'm worried. I think so. The man who entered... Okay, the, okay, so we know that blackmail was the motive for the man who entered at five minutes past nine. Okay. And then it says, I entered before another man who left the incriminating blood. Okay, so maybe not. We, it might have been well, yes. Miss Lily's statement. So, okay, so whoever went in at 9.05, blackmail was their motive. Right. That had, we've determined that Mr. Rose went in at 9.05, so blackmail is his motive. Right. Okay. And so with the blood, Miss Lily said, I entered before a man who left the incriminating blood. So we don't really know, but we, we also know that it, if she entered before a man who, in, who did the blood, she it could we, not have been Mr. Rose. Right. Blood, blood would, he would have to have done the note. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So that means Lord Pansy left the bu- blood, right? Cause yeah, because Sir Daisy left the fingerprint. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we know Mr. Rose was incriminated by a note. Miss Tulip was incriminated by a footprint. Mm-hmm. Sir Daisy was incriminated by a fingerprint. Lord Pansy was incriminated by blood. And Miss Lily was incriminated by hair. That's that we know. Okay. So we have filled in that whole box right wow, there. Wow, that's pretty that's pretty exciting. That was pretty exciting. Oh, look at that, a whole box all full. I'm like sitting here like, oh, look at that box. <laughs> Such an accomplishment, you know? <laughs> You're like, mark it off. The person who entered 70 minutes before me took mm-hmm. in the lead pole. Okay. We determined that Lord Pansy was the 70 minutes before? Yes. So that means Sir Daisy was the last to go in. And the person who entered and he took Sir Lord Pansy took in the lead pole. Right. I was like, oh, there's a blank spot. Yeah, you need to put next there, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the we problem. We also now know that Miss Lily took the poison. Right. Yes, we do. Because it's pattern of elimination. There. Yes. What we don't have any more information on is the dagger and the rope. Yep. Well, we ha- we have some information here. We but, do? Well, because we know that it's either Mr. Rose or Sir Daisy. Right. We just don't know which one. Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel like we're doing great with the top part. And then, like, beyond that, I don't know that much. But I feel like we know a lot. I feel like we do. Okay, the last person to visit him took in the rope. In Lord Pansy's statement, I entered after a woman who did not take in the rope because the last person to visit him did. Aha, uh-huh, so Sir Daisy. So, Sir Daisy took in the rope, which means Mr. Rose took in the dagger. Excellent. 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 Hmm. I wonder, okay, so if I fill in this stuff, so we know that Mr. Rose went in at 9.05 and took in the dagger, so... The dagger was taken in at 9.05, like mm-hmm. if we do that one. Right. Like maybe if we work down Work that down way. this little uh-huh. so sheet th- here. Yeah, like, like hopeful that this will help us. I mean, obviously all these boxes are here for a reason, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, definitely. Yeah. So we know that hair and poison and jealousy, and then that means we know that jealousy is poison. Is poison. <laughs> Jealousy is poison. Yes. Well, that's true. No matter whether you fill this out or not. You know, I mean, seriously, it's always. <laughs> We're going through all of this, and at the end of the day, we know some chick was really upset with him. And that was just it. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Yep. D- Mr. Death done did her wrong, but what did she expect with a name like Mr. I Death? I mean, right? For Pete's sake, lady. <laughs> I don't know that murder is the answer. Friend, no sister. But we know that Miss Lily entered before a man who left the blood drop. So Miss Lily had to have entered before Lord Pansy. Okay. Directly before, right? Okay. Before Lord Pansy did. So if Lord Pansy got in there at 1045, that meant Miss Lily was in there at 1030. Yep. So we know... Lily is the murderer. We know how Lily is the murderer. Uh huh. Because she entered before. Okay. Which means, you Which know, Miss Tulip entered, entered at 11.25. Right. That's okay. it. Miss Lily 
Yes, but we not we need to figure out. Oh, we well, know everything about Miss Lily. Miss Lily do. killed him at ten thirty. Left a hair, was in there for jealousy, and used poison. poison. It's like a game of Clue. Shall we look at oh, that? Shall yes, we look at we it? Shall we? Shall we? Shall All right. I'll just be wrong. All right. So the answer: Lily, poison, jealousy, hair. Woo! Therefore, Miss Lily was the real killer. We did it! Woohoo! We solved it. We solved it. We solved it, and we didn't even have to fill out the whole grid. We totally didn't. <laughs> but you know what? It just goes to show you. Always expect the scorned yeah. woman. Hey, we solved them both. This is like one of the only times we've won. <laughs> we won the game. Did. We did it. We had two successes. We did. That's so exciting. That is so exciting. That's so exciting. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fun. All right. Well, I know you don't want to p- prepare anything for next time because you're in the midst of your statistics class, which is challenging and had its technical difficulties and all kinds of fun stuff. Indeed. So we're going to do another escape room the next time. I'm so delighted I'm, to hear that. Oh, good. I'm so glad. I love that game. It's yeah. so much fun. Yeah. We only have a couple more. We're halfway through the escape room game and I have thoughts on how to maybe do a little better on it the next time like i think we're gonna read all of our clues to start with okay because the last two times we've played we got hung up on clues we'd already solved thinking we hadn't solved them yet okay so i think if as soon as we open like the next section we read all the clues okay okay instead of waiting for like the permission what are they gonna do take a birthday away no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no. So. Yeah, it's survival, time, man. We do what we have to. That's right. Exactly. There are clues. Who are you to tell me I can't find the clues? That's right. That's right. Okay, so, done. All right. Let's awesome. do it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. If you have the desire to do some logic puzzles of your own if you'd like to have a look at the grids that we did i'll put that on social media you can find us on facebook killer fun exploring the intersection of crime and entertainment you can find us on twitter at killer fun pod or you can shoot me an email at killer fun podcast at gmail.com and we'll get back with you that all of that fun stuff will be there and we're super glad you spent your time with us today. yeah it's good to spend time with you thanks yeah. for choosing us all right thanks bye Bum, 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 da, 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 da.